0: The Not Very Nice and Anatomically Inaccurate Prophecies of Oh Lord, Hear the Server. For the prompt, shuffle your music. Kisses of Fire, written by Shamil, read by John. This moment has been a long time coming. Ziraphale forgets how to breathe, not that he needs it. The timing is right. They are free. It's a lovely autumn night, not too hot and not too cold. They've spent hours talking and sharing a bottle of wine. Crowley put on some record of soft romantic ballads. There's nowhere to go but here. And so as Aziraphale puts down his glass and swallows. Crowley, who for once is sitting next to him, rather than on the other side of the coffee table, stiffens. Can you be afraid of something you want with all your soul? Aziraphale's hands shake, so he presses palm to palm, intertwines his fingers like a prayer. He turns to Crowley. He's not sure what the demon sees in his face but Crowley gives a slight nod, raises his hand, as if to take off his glasses, except they've been on the table for the last three hours. Crowley grunts his annoyance, then the tip of his tongue peeks out to quickly wet his lips. And then they are ready. As ready as they'll ever be, at any rate. Aziraphale breathes in and turns his head, glancing down at Crowley's lips. Crowley sets his jaw and shifts forward, a hand on Aziraphale's knee, another cupping the side of his neck. And then he presses their lips together. It's... Aziraphale has to pull away immediately. There's a strange burning sensation on his lips. He brings a hand to his mouth, confused. What? Crowley asks, concern flooding his voice. It's just hard to explain to Crowley what's happening when he's not sure himself. It burns. Crowley immediately pulls back. Burns. Yes, but it's inacceptable that Crowley's warm hands aren't on him anymore. Zerafield finds them and guides them back to their place. I don't want to stop. It's not so bad. Not so bad isn't exactly what I was aiming for here. Please, Crowley. Aziraphale squeezes his arm urging him closer. Crowley sighs, but obliges. Of course he does. He always does. He kisses high on his cheekbone, a little sting that warms the ear down to his core. Then he kisses his cheek, the side of his mouth. It keeps burning, but it's not unbearable. Crowley hesitates, Are you? Aziraphale grabs him by the lapels of his jacket and kisses him hard, and this time, perhaps in surprise, the demon parts his lips, and Aziraphale pushes his tongue inside. It's not like he expected. Not at all. It hurts, but it's a kind of hurt Aziraphale finds himself craving more of. He's an angel, after all, and he can handle a little pain, particularly when it feels so nice. The more he kisses Crowley, the more he wants. He feels ravenous. It crosses his mind that being so intimate with a demon might have more side effects than just the literal heat against his lips and tongue. It's doing something to him. He's losing control. Please, he says again, lying back on the sofa and dragging Crowley on top of him. Crowley has always been good at taking directions. Great even when he stops pretending he wouldn't bend backwards to satisfy every single one of Aziraphale's desires. So Crowley does as he's told. They end up a tangle of limbs on a sofa that's suddenly much more spacious than it was a few minutes ago. Crowley and Aziraphale's fingers battle it out for who gets to unbutton Aziraphale's waistcoat and shirt. In the end, they both do a bit of it. It's slow and inefficient, but Crowley has clamped his lips to the side of Aziraphale's neck in the meantime and Aziraphale hears himself making noises he didn't know he was capable of. Does it still hurt? Crowley mutters against his skin. God, yes. Yes. Oh, don't stop. Aziraphale. Crowley lifts up on one elbow to look him in the eyes. I'm not here to hurt you. It's not... I mean, it does hurt, but it's... I need more Crowley. I can't explain it. Do you? I mean, is that something you usually enjoy? Pain? No. Not at all. But this is different. It's... you. Crowley breathes in sharply and sucks in his lips. Aziraphale agrees. It's a lot. To be able to say out loud something he couldn't even think not long ago. All right, okay, it's fine, Crowley says, and Aziraphale isn't sure whether the demon is reassuring him or himself. It doesn't matter, because soon Crowley's lips are back on his neck, then down his chest, a trail of fire over his heart that makes him crave more and more with each point of contact. There's no denying he's fully hot in his trousers at this point, and there's not so much space between them that he can believe Crowley hasn't felt it. He should be embarrassed, will be perhaps, once this is over and his mind has cleared. For now, every touch of Crowley's lips pushes him closer to losing his mind, and he goes willingly. Crowley drags a tongue over his nipple, and a zebra fear throbs in his pants. Oh, he's going to finish embarrassingly early. He can tell. They've barely even started. How fast? Crowley begins to ask. As fast as you'd like, Aziraphale says quickly, between mouths, pressing the back of his hand over his mouth to muffle his sounds. And so Crowley does. He keeps traveling down Aziraphale's body, starting little fires wherever his mouth lingers. Aziraphale puts a hand on the demon's shoulder and shamelessly pushes him farther down. He's well and truly forgotten himself and can't even manage to bring himself to care. Finally, Crowley frees him from his trousers, drags them down just enough. He pauses and begins laying kisses on the skin above the waistband of Aziraphale's underwear. Each of them burns. Each of them makes him want more. Crowley, I'm going to... There's a soft, amused sound against his stomach. Fine, fine, have it your way, as always. The air is cold against his aching cock, and Ozeofield realizes, distantly, that it wouldn't feel so cold if he hadn't leaked all over himself. He thought he had a better grip on his own body, but apparently not. Not when it comes to Crowley and his filthy... Wonderful demon mouth. Crowley kisses the base of his shaft, and Aziva feels keens. It hurts, but it hurts in a good way that shakes him to his core. He's never been one to resist temptation, and Crowley is temptation incarnate, and his aphrodisiac, burning kisses, are a drug that takes him higher and higher. When Crowley licks the wet head of his cock, Ozerophy loses it altogether. He grabs himself and pumps once, twice, and makes a mess all over himself. His vision swims. There is cum dripping over his stomach, on what's left of his clothes, on the sofa. His brain slowly comes back online, The first coherent thought he has is that this isn't how he intended for things to happen between them, but he can't find it in himself to regret a single moment. He's so spent, so tired. He never could have anticipated that his body would react to Crowley in such a way. He needs a cigarette and a very long sleep. But then he looks down and Crowley slipping come from his stomach, and everything in his feel awakens again. The end.